All right, so we, here we are. Uh, first episode of Crosskick Pod. First episode. Uh, yeah, so I'm. I'll go for it. Just be, my bad. We're just going to be starting this and just trying it out and seeing how it goes. For yeah, sure. for sure. For sure. So uh, I'm Franco. Uh, I'm Tomas. Tomas. And um, I don't know. Do you want to like say how we know each other? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I know Franco through my girlfriend. She's my girlfriend's uncle. Yeah, yeah. So um, Tomas and I have kind of like known each other for a couple of years. And um, we just kind of found out mostly through social media that we were both uh, really big MMA fans um, and just started talking about UFC. We decided that we were going to talk about it and record it and let you guys listen to it. Yeah, see how you guys, how you guys like it. Just something to have some fun with for sure yeah yeah, yeah. so um, and um go for it oh we're definitely just fans neither one of us uh, would call an expert um i think franco would admit neither one of us are experts as well yeah no absolutely i mean um i was just telling tomas like before we came on like i have never done any kind of mma or you know i don't have any experience doing it I, i'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination definitely just a fan yeah same here same here not an expert i've done a little bit of jujitsu and i was a wrestler and stuff but never nothing serious never nothing too crazy so never really in a class or anything like that just kind of learning with my homie to do it and stuff like that totally how did you actually start getting into watching it um well to be honest with you i was uh when i was younger i was always a decent a pretty big fan of it um, not necessarily like my dad used to watch it like sporadically, not every once in a while, like when there was a big card, you mm-hmm. hear about it. And then to be honest, when I was younger, I was a real big fan of Brock Lesnar. Oh, right <laughs> he kind of he got me into it. And then I fell out for a while, didn't really watch it. And uh, I kind of did keep up with it though. Like when uh, Holly Holmes knocked out Ronda Rousey, that was definitely, yeah. I, would, I, would, I remember that. And then I remember I watched the card where Anderson Silva broke his leg. Oh, nice. Yeah, I remember watching that whole card. And I just kind of always kind of kept up on it, but never was like a big watcher until I would say probably about three, four years ago, I started getting real into it, started watching it a lot more. Nice. And now I'm a full-fledged psychopath and I watch everything. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I, uh, I've, I remember like... Cause we were talking a little bit yesterday about how um, like different types of sports that we're into and stuff. And I, I mentioned to you that, you know, MMA is sort of like the only sport that I'm like super into. Cause like, um, but I remember like growing up, like my parents had like a rule where they were like, you know, you don't have to do, you don't have to do sports, but you have to do something mm-hmm. like after school, you like choose something that you, you're going to do. And like the thing that I chose was like karate because I was like, this isn't, I don't know, like there was something about it where it was like not scoring goals and stuff like that. So it was, it just yeah. seemed more, more fun to me. Mm-hmm. And then I, I remember like, I, yeah, go for it. I think as a kid, everybody wants to do karate for sure. I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure kids love karate, bro. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, man. And like, remember my, it was so, so cool too. Cause like my, my teacher from, uh, he was actually from Japan and like he, he brought in like all these, these like traditional beliefs that he was raised with around like fighting and he was like super serious about it too where like he, I remember the first time 
I was in that class, like he was showing us how to do like a, a block and like one of the kids like in the class made it made the sound they were like ah! and he was like don't ever do that yeah he's like he like stopped us he was like we don't don't do that that's not real karate and like but anyway um i remember actually i have like a similar memory to you where like i remember one time some neighbors like invited us over to watch the fights and like it was a it was a john jones fight and i actually don't remember who he was fighting but i remember it like ended really quick it was like a quick knockout and I remember just like oh, sitting and watching it and being like, unfortunately, I love Uncle Trail, but he got oof, John Jones did him bad. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I feel the same way. But yeah, I mean, I remember just being like, oh man, this is like so cool. So um, yeah, and then I like similar to you, like I was kind of like sort of like into it, but from a distance, and then just kind of like really started paying attention to it the last couple of years. And then I, yeah. I went crazy this year and watched like a ton of fights because I mean, uh, there's nothing like yeah, everybody's yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's nothing else to do. So. Yeah, I would say I actually kind of not not fell away from it this year, but I definitely haven't watched it as much as I was watching it in the past. Mm. Um, I mean, I didn't miss any pay-per-views or anything like that, but some of the fight nights I'd catch like just the end fights or yeah. stuff like that. But um, yeah, I'm still a big fan. I mean, it's still really, it's probably the sport I watch the most. For sure. For sure. It's definitely what I watched. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So um, do you want to dive into some of the cards that are happening this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me pull up. What's The first one is a fight night, correct? And then it's the pay-per-view and then another fight night. Yeah, so I think we got um, Cater versus Holloway. And then... That's going to be, yeah, that's the next one is Cater versus Hall. And that's on ABC, which I think that's a big step for, yeah. for the UFC. Because, I mean, ABC is kind of a big deal. Like, everybody can get ABC. You know what I'm 100%. saying? So it's just, I feel like, like, going from where they were to where they are now is definitely, like, a big stride, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Do you think, what do you think it is that is contributing to that? Because it seems like people, have, more people are definitely involved now or interested. Yeah, I think obviously the ESPN deal, I think, helped a lot. I think the ESPN deal kind of just opened up a whole new, like, especially on, on the times like this year, there was no sports happening, but the mm-hmm. UFC kept cranking them out. I think that probably drew in a lot of fans because I know yeah. you can even go to like barbershops or restaurants and you just walk in and espn's on the screen yeah for sure espn isn't something that people just have on all the time yeah so i think that going to espn and espn actually covering the sport definitely brought in a lot of fans for sure yeah that's a good point that's a good point i I also wonder like how much of it is because of connor just because he's one of the connor blew up it for sure reached a different level as well connor definitely Especially yeah. him going and fighting Floyd, I mean, people definitely tuned in mm-hmm. to watch him fight Khabib after that, and before that yeah. too. He was just—he's a star. He's—he's he's the one in a million in MMA for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like he's one of those athletes that even if somebody's not a fan of the sport, they have an opinion about him. Mm-hmm, for sure. <laughs> like I've noticed and that. I think, where if I, I think he was by far the biggest star since probably Brock Lesnar, right? Yeah, I think so for sure. Yeah, because sure. I think, I mean, Anderson Silva had a run, 
but I, I don't think Anderson Silva really made the sport bigger. You know what I'm saying? I think he yeah. kind of, like he was a, like you ask a non-MMA fan who Anderson Silva is, and most mm-hmm. likely they don't know that. But they yeah, know who no, McGregor and Brock Lesnar are, for sure. Yeah, I was telling a friend recently because he was asking me about like the average career of like an MMA fighter. And I was just talking about how there's, you know, it kind of varies. Like, and I used Anderson Silva as an example and he had no idea who he was. And yeah. so like, yeah. Yeah, I think Ronda Rousey probably too was was another like big one. Yeah, that, Ronda know. Rousey for sure. She was definitely the first woman to make it big. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I think before Ronda Rousey, it was, it was Gina Carano. Totally. Gina Carano, it was she was the reason why her and Cyborg fought on the main event, the first main event mm-hmm. women's fight ever. And I just think that she gets looked over a lot because of I don't know, possibly her skill level. And just, yeah. just being so um so new for women at that time. There wasn't a lot of women doing it. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Cyborg, Cyborg kinda handled her. You know what I mean? Which I mean <laughs> yeah. she does to almost everybody except Amanda Nunez. Oh yeah, for sure. Amanda Nunez is just, you know, something else. Yeah, she's definitely on a different level. Yeah. Um, and Valentina almost beat her twice, bro. Valentina's yeah. up there. I oh think yeah, if anybody's Val- going to beat Amanda Nunez, it's going to be Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. I don't, I don't really see anybody else. It's sort of like every time somebody comes up against Amanda, other than Valentina. It's been like, oh, Amanda's gonna win. Like, yeah, <laughs> that yeah one, I, don't even pay for it. It could go either way with that one, especially Valentina puts on the weight the right way and goes back up yeah. to one thirty-five and puts on a little bit of muscle, because she's technically a better striker than Amanda Nunez, but Amanda Nunez just mm-hmm. has that power. And yeah, exactly. The, the lioness. He can hit you with one and put you down for sure. Like she, yeah. Like, Nobody beat Cyborg in 56 seconds. Like, nobody will ever do it again. You totally. know what I mean? And the totally. fact that she did it, it's just wild. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. So, but, um, go ahead, brother, sorry. Oh, no, it's all good. Yeah, no, I was just, um, yeah, so what do you think about the matchup with um, Calvin Cater and Max Holloway? I think... I think it's a really good matchup. I think um, Calvin Cater is going to have his hands full. This is by far the, yeah. the toughest guy he's fought so far. Mm-hmm. And Max Holloway isn't isn't a joke at all. Totally, totally. Um, I mean, I mean, I think, I think yeah, Max no, Holloway I mean, he's, he's definitely has the experience. The experience. I think Calvin Cater has the. Um, he has a way to beat him, but I think mm-hmm. it's going to be tough to beat Max Holloway for Calvin Cater. Yeah, I totally and, agree. And I think it all depends on how Max Holloway bounces back. He think he's lost three, four in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not necessarily on the hot streak right now. Even though the last fight with Volkanovski was really good. And I yeah. thought Max Holloway won that fight. Me too. Big time. I mean, it was funny watching um, – this is not, like, a, a dig on Volkanovski at all, but it was kind of funny, like, watching that and, like, seeing all the takedown attempts where Volkanovski would just try to take him to the ground. And it was, like, watching, like, a really big – like, a really tall, like, gorilla wrestle with, like, a really little gorilla because he would, like, try to grab him. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, all right, I'm just going to stand up now. 
And yeah, um, for sure. I wonder about, cause you know, I think that that was like a big con- controversy as to whether or not that was a robbery. And I wonder how that's going to affect Max's mental state going into the cater fight. Cause he's sort of like, he's got a, he's sort of like in a position where he has to come back and prove that he, even though he's not saying this, I think that, that he kind of like deserves another shot at the title. Yeah, for sure. And um, I don't know, man, with the UFC getting rid of people the way they're getting rid of people. I know. If Max Holloway's not the champ, it might be tough to keep him around. Absolutely. And I love Max Holloway. I'd love to see him in the UFC, but he's a former champ. He's going to need significant amount of pay. Mm-hmm. And do you want him just coming in and steamrolling guys like Calvin Cater? You want him beating your young talent that could eventually right, be exactly. champion? It's, it's a tough one. I think he's in a very tough spot right now, and I think he really needs this win for sure. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I was, I mean, and you're right. That's a good point about the the way they've been cutting people. I mean, I was kind of surprised about Yoel Romero, to be honest, but I mean, it's sort of like a similar yeah. similar mm-hmm. situation. Yeah, for sure, Yoel Romero. Um, I think they let Rachel, Rachel Ostovich go. Rachel Ostovich. Am I wrong about that one? I didn't see that one, but... Um... That is, yeah, yeah I, I mean, that's another one. She's lost three in a row. It's, it's getting tough to want to pay these people. And mm-hmm. I think especially not having fans is making it even worse. Yeah, that's a big part of it. I money. mean, yeah, totally. And, I mean, I'm sure that's why that they're allowing limited fans for the next pay-per-view. For that's the, the one, right? Because, or is it, yeah, yeah, it's the pay-per-view. I, I think that one, they have to. I don't think they have a choice. I mean, mm, they're probably charging people millions of dollars, a hundred thousand, a thousand dollars, you know what I mean? A lot of money to get in there to watch yeah. Conor McGregor fight. And I think that's going to make up some of that purse money that they would have lost. And I think that's definitely the reason Conor hasn't fought all year, last year. He just fought Cowboy in January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I was, th- you know, I was thinking lose. that, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that the whole time the controversy was going on where he kept talking about like wanting a fight. And then he's like saying he's retired again and then he's not retired. And there's all this obviously like stuff going on in the background mm-hmm. with like how much they're going to pay him. That's what I was thinking the whole time was like, they got to make up this money. They, they got to save Connor for the right moment. I mean, when they have fans. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know. I think that this is a tough fight for Connor that's coming up on um, Dustin Poirier isn't the same fighter when he got knocked out like seven years ago, eight years ago. I don't remember how long it was ago. Totally. But it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I totally agree. And there's so many interesting things about this fight. Like there's, I mean, there's styles. I really hope that it goes either way. Like no matter who wins, I really hope that it goes longer just because they're even, even the first fight, even though it was so short, like seeing their two styles match up is just so beautiful. Like as a fan, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Connor, I wouldn't say Connor just steamrolled over him in the first fight. I mean, it was competitive until he caught him. Like yeah. Dustin was throwing kicks. I just watched it. I think this morning, come to think about it, Dustin was throwing kicks. Dustin was being active. He wasn't, he didn't look like a deer in headlights, mm-hmm. but you could tell he was just so angry. Yes. That it wasn't. Yeah. He's just that's, too angry. I think that's going to be the big difference here. And I haven't really heard Connor say too much. 
so far. I think the only thing he's yeah. Yeah, I think the only thing that he's said so far is that he's going to knock out Dustin in like 60. But he, but he always says like something like that. Like that all the time. Yeah, that's nothing yeah. surprising for sure. Yeah, but, I think you're right um, too that he get, that was the problem was he just got too mad because that right before Connor caught him, because I, I was just watching it a little while ago too and I didn't notice this until this last time that I watched it, but Connor started talking to him like right before he ring. caught him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he started talking to him, chirping at him. And <laughs> if you can't control your emotions, that's going to be tough for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like totally. You are. You're never going to win angry. It just doesn't happen. It's totally. Hard. Yeah, and they're both kind of coming into it from an interesting places because Connor won the first one, but Dustin is coming off of his like contender for fight of the year with. Dan Hooker, which was an incredible fight to watch. Incredible. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I think that that one's going to be a really good fight. It's going to be tough to call. I I think I'm going to say what everybody wants to say is Dustin. If anybody deserves it, it's Dustin. If anybody deserves totally. to be Conor McGregor, it's Dustin. So it'd be nice to see Dustin get a win. But if you've seen Conor McGregor on Instagram lately, he's looking nice. He's looking real good. Like he's yeah. looking, he's in shape. He looks like his mind's in the right place. It's going to be a hard one mm-hmm. for both of them. Well, he, what do you, so I was going to ask what you think. To me, he seems like a natural lightweight or, or uh, um, um, yeah, yeah. Like, he seems, uh, you know, I think that, I think if Kamar Usman gets a hold of Conor McGregor, it's a tough night. You know yeah, no, I mean? for sure. Think, for sure. I think that his his weight class, I think his natural weight class should probably be 155. I think he should, that's his weight class. I think mm-hmm. he's too small, 145, way too small. I mean, way too, he just can't get there. If you've seen him when he fought Jose Aldo, he looked like a zombie before the fight. It was, that exactly. Weight class was brutal. So that's another thing. I think 155, he, looks, he still looks healthy. Mm-hmm. And he still looks like he has some energy in it. For sure. So that's that's another thing that I think is really interesting about this fight is that the first time they were they were both fight they were both fighting at featherweight. So um, mm-hmm. and now they're obviously moved up. And so yeah, I, I think they both look just like way more natural and comfortable now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I don't think Conor McGregor can fight consistently at one seventy. I don't think he has the the build for it. I just don't think yeah. like Kamar Usman is a giant compared to Conor McGregor. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. 100%. The, um, let's get back to the fight night card because there's actually some some pretty good fights on here. Um, I'm looking at it right now, and the Carlos Conde and Matt Brown is the co-main. That one should be really good. Yeah. Um, I love them both, man. Um. I think they both should retire after this, right? Like I agree. That seems like the right move for both of them. Like, yeah. Hmm, I think Matt Brown has his own gym, correct? And he's a trainer. I think he should mm-hmm. continue to do that. And I don't know. I just don't think Carlos Condit is – he's not going to fight for a title again. Right. Um, so why just – I understand if you love fighting, but like, I, like we talked about earlier, um, why just get punched in the head for no reason? Yeah, totally. I, I think they both had really good careers and this 
matchup is really good and it just seems like a good time for both of them carlos condit i feel like is like eloquent enough too that if you want to do some kind of like has he ever done like commentary i don't think so i don't think he's ever been on the desk not that i remember but he could have been he could have been i think that'd be a good for him i think if i mean if dominic cruz could do it i think he could do it exactly (laughs) yeah for sure for sure um, yeah. There's also surpassed uh, Santiago Pantanibio in Lee Jetlang. Jet Liang. Mm. I can't really say his last name, but that's going to be a really good fight. They're both they're both pretty scary at welterweight, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, that one should be that one sure, should be good. And I'm pretty sure Pantanibio um, said that he would step up and fight um, Masvidal. If I'm not mistaken, I think that he was trying to get that fight for a while, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think he called him out a couple times. Yeah, um, and then uh, that fight's going to be interesting. That's a, I feel like that's probably a pick'em fight on the odds. I don't, I'm not looking at the odds right now, but they're probably about equal odds, even odds. I would say. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, do you have a feeling about which way it would go? Mm, you know, it's tough. I think. Let me look. Let's look at their records. Let me pull it up real quick. So Ponsonibio, I believe, hasn't lost in a minute. Might be wrong. So yeah, Ponsonibio is on a little bit of a run here. He has one, two, three, four, five, six in a row. And I mean, he's beat Neil Magny, Mike Perry, Glenner Nelson, um, Nordine Taleb, Court mm-hmm. McGee. I mean, he—that's pretty impressive. I think, I think that he's on a really good run right now. Um, I think he's probably a little overlooked in that division, mm-hmm. but I think with the win here, it'll it'll definitely help him out. I think so. And yeah, and I'm probably leaning more towards Pantanibio. He's just uh, an animal with the boxing, and and see, like this, uh, um, um, Lee just lost to Neil Magny, and Pantanibio just beat Neil Magny. And Neil yeah, Magny so he- is a problem. He really is. I mean, he's not for me anyway. He's like not the most. He's not. He's not one of my favorites to watch, but he's powerful. Yeah, for sure. And um, they're trying to keep uh, Kazmat Shimaev far away from Neil Magny. They don't want him to fight <laughs> Neil Magny because Neil Magny said that he'd step up beside him when uh, Leon Edwards fell out, and they said, "Nope." And <laughs> you never heard. Um, <laughs> Kazmat say Neil Magny's name. For some reason, they do not want him to fight Neil Magny. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder, I wonder if they just don't want him, they just don't want to stop that hype train yet. Yeah, for sure. And I think Neil Magny could do it. Yeah, I for think sure. I agree. Yeah. Um, Joaquin Buckley versus Alyssa De Cristo or De Crisico. Um, mm-hmm. That's actually going to be a really good fight. They're both killers. Um, I think Joaquin Buckley's fight, last fight, kind of fell a little flat. Did he fight? Um, he just fought not too long ago, right? Or no, no, no. Never mind. I'm thinking about somebody else. Yeah, I feel he like beat, he... um Jordan Wright. This is okay. Name. Yeah. Was that in the? Was that like in the summer at one point? Um. Well, no, that was actually pretty recently because he just had that knockout. Um, the spinning kick knockout. That's right. Or, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And that was in that was in October. And then he fought in November. That's when he beat Jordan Wright. I hope if he 
wins this time that he can make a little bit more of the moment because that was pretty incredible yeah, opportunity like he didn't he didn't follow it up too spectacularly i mean i remember him beating this guy but i don't remember him having like wasn't a highlight reel i don't believe i think mm-hmm. he tagged him and jumped on top of him and finished him which is I mean yeah. it's, it's impressive either way but i feel like having like that sensational they're he's they're gonna play that knockout every single time he fights for the rest of yeah. his career yeah 100%. so it's like he, um hopefully he can follow up on that a little bit more but this other guy um is a killer i watched him fight a couple times and he's no joke um let's see he's from rome which is interesting but he's also on a three-fight losing streak so it's gonna be a tough one for him yeah that should be interesting so um Kevin Holland and Kevin Holland beat Joaquin Buckley. Um, tagged him and finished him. When when was well, that? Uh, it wasn't too. I think it was this year. Let me see. I have it right here. Actually, it was in August. Kevin Holland knocked him out in the third round. Wow. Okay. And I remember watching that fight. Um, I'm actually a real big Kevin Holland fan, man. How could you not like that man? I know he's like, incredible. Times last year. Yeah. I think that's what I was thinking of with the summer thing. Cause I think, yeah. Cause I remember, yeah. I remember watching that fight. Kevin Holland has been doing some amazing work. Yes, for sure. So I guess it's actually two fight nights and then the pay-per-view. And so okay. the second fight night is actually a Wednesday fight, a Wednesday fight. And it starts at 10 AM, which is interesting. Oh, wow. That, that is interesting. Um, and okay. It is. Michael is that the pre- Neil Magny is the main event. Did the do you know if the, is it the prelims that start at ten a.m. or is it the main card? Uh, that might, that's the main card. The prelims start at seven. Oh man, I'm gonna be watching this at work. <laughs> yeah, same here. I'm gonna be doing the same thing. <laughs> so but, yeah, another a couple a couple more really good uh, matchups on this card too. Oh yeah, Tyson Nam fights. Um, we got Ricky Simone. I really like Ricky Simone. He fights. Oh, that's gonna um, be great. I love Ricky Simone. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a fun watcher. I like watching Roxanne Modafferi fight. She's one of my favorite fighters as well. I just like her whole style. Like she's just like that. She's like the 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 martial artist. Like she's a, a martial artist. She's always like she loves the martial arts for sure. Totally. I, I and that's a really good matchup for her, Vivian. Viviane Arujo, um, she's a fighter I really enjoy as well. Her last, her last fight yeah. especially was really good. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, she beat Montana De La Rosa last fight in a decision. Yes. Which is um, on the Overing fight. Yeah, she, yeah, I do remember watching that. Um, Warley Alves is is the problem and middleweight or welterweight. I'm sorry. Um, I don't think that he will ever be champion. And it looks like the guy he's fighting is 10 and 1. So it, the dude's coming off of win off of uh, Abdul Raksan Hassan. And that dude's an animal. So it's going to mm-hmm. be tough for um, Warley Alvarez, I think, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. really. But Michael Chiesa and Neil Magny is a really good fight. Um, I think Michael Chiesa has to get him down, but I don't know if Michael Chiesa can submit um, Neil Magny. That's a tall. That's a tall order. 
yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Michael Chiesa is an animal on the ground, though. I remember he submitted Carlos Condit with like a one arm Americana, or like a, I don't know what he did. He had his arm with his hand, and he just straightened his arm out. On the back. Oh my God. Whenever yeah, that it happens, was, uh, it's like, like, it was just crazy. Let's see what they called it. Like what they, um, what submission they called it for the for the spot for the decision? They called it a kimura, which it seems fair, but it wasn't just a regular kimura. He um, he kind of ran through Carlos Condit, and that's unfortunate because I think everybody loves Carlos Condit. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so this was back in 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really uh, he did Carlos Condit kind of bad. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Oh, I'll have to go back and watch this. This sounds really interesting matchup. Yeah, it was a it was a tough fight for Carlos. He no um Michael Chiesa kind of just wrestled wrestled him the whole time and some yeah. subbed him. It was uh it was pretty impressive for Michael Chiesa to be honest with you. And he's a killer too, man. I think ever since he moved up to one seventy, it's mm-hmm. a lot better weight class for him. He's a huge guy. So I think 170 is definitely a better fit for him because I think he missed weight at lightweight a couple times, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I remember him. Um, I remember watching him like actually a couple weeks ago on the pre-show, and I was just like, "This guy is so huge." Yeah, he and he's good on the desk. I I like him on the desk. He's yeah, not me too. too. Bad. Yeah, yeah, I did enjoy that one. Um, but that card's gonna be cool. Um, I think that card gets less viewers just being the time, the time that it's at. It's gonna be tough for some people to watch that. Yeah, that's too bad that they're doing it in the morning. I mean, I I get why they are. Um, you know, just with like the time difference and Abu Dhabi and everything. But that is too mm-hmm. bad. I mean, I hope I hope people tune in for that one because that's a good fight uh, card, especially yeah, and then Chesa it- versus Magni. Yeah, and it looks like for the Holloway and Cater card, the uh, prelims start at 10 a.m., but that one's on a Saturday, so it's a little bit easier. This next one's on a Wednesday, which is tough to start at 10 a.m. That is tough. Um, I'm glad that that one's not on a weekday. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. Between the two of them. That's definitely, I would say that's probably the better card out of both of them. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, they both seem, seem like they're going to be great, but like out of the two that are most, the one that I'm most excited for is that one for sure. Um, I just think like Calvin Cater, Max Holloway is like a really interesting fight because like you said, it's definitely his toughest opponent so far. Um, but I thought he was pretty, I thought he was pretty dominant in the, in his fight against Danny Gay. Mm, yes, I agree. I agree. He did, um, was it 50k Ige? I like that Ige. He's an exciting I do too. <laughs> for sure. For yeah, sure. I mean, I was rooting for him. It was, I, but, but I, I mean, I think he, you know, got mauled. Oh yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree with that one. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to the pay per view. I really, I'm, I'm interested in this one. Let's see who's on the prelims here. Um, so it looks like there's only five or four prelims altogether. Which is interesting. Yeah, that is um, interesting. Pretty short, pretty short prelim card. And I haven't, I don't know if they've lost a fight. They'd have to lose a fight or two, I would think, to only have four prelims. There's usually 11 fights. Yeah. Yeah, they um, must have lost somebody. I mean, 
I guess there's, well, yeah, no, because there's not, it's not like there's a ton of fights on the main card. There's only five. five. Yeah. So that's interesting. But on the prelims, you got Brad Tavares and Antonio Carlos Jr. And that's interesting. I know Brad Tavares lost to Brian Ortega, I believe. I think Brian choked him. Um, mm. Brian's just an animal with the chokes, I think. I yeah, his his, his jujitsu is incredible. Um, yeah, and what he did to um, uh, zombie, the zombie dude, and I'm a huge zombie fan. Zombie's one of my too. favorite fighters. Yeah, and that I was think, that was a, a great comeback. Yeah, he definitely, especially after the punishment he took for Max Holloway, I think yeah. taking that time off was definitely appropriate. Um, you can tell he definitely worked on his game for that mm-hmm. one. Um, and I think he just put on a show against Zombie, and nobody does that to Zombie. I mean, yeah. Zombie dominated Yair Rodriguez for, I would say, five, four rounds and minus one second, five rounds minus one second. And yeah. And knocked him out. I mean, I, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but I think the betting odds were like crazy in Zombie's favor. And I, I mean, like, I was like, oh, yeah, for sure he's going to win. And then to yeah. see. Brian Ortega come back in the way that he did and just have like rounded out his game so well was really satisfying. I'm really excited to yeah. see him and um, Volkanovsky. Yes, I agree. I agree. And then the, going back to the Brad Tavares and Antonio Carlos Jr. Antonio Carlos Jr. is one of two five losing streak, which is, that's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad Tavares isn't, isn't no joke. He's been in the UFC for a long time. Um, and he's number twelve at middleweight. That's gonna that's gonna be a tough fight for sure. Yeah, but he's also on a two fight losing streak as well. But the last time he fought was November of two thousand nineteen, so he's coming off a little bit of a layoff. So it'll be a good fight. I think they mm-hmm. both have some adjustments to make probably, and just getting used to um, getting used to fighting again. Yeah, that's um. That's a long dry period. I was I was almost gonna say like, and they're gonna have to get used to because he no he fans. hasn't yeah no fans. But then like there are some fans now. Yeah, so, that, yeah, you're right. You're right. So it's, yeah, it's definitely less gonna fans. be a different experience. Yeah, less fans. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. Um, I'm interested to see um, the difference the fans do make, and. Mm. I didn't really catch the number that they're letting in. I didn't. I didn't see it. How many people they're letting in? I didn't either. I I read that it's already sold out though. Yeah, um, that doesn't surprise me, especially for the Connor fight. Yeah, definitely. I wonder, like, and I don't. I just don't know. Like, I mean, is it? Is it mostly people who like already live in Abu Dhabi? I'm assuming, or uh, I would imagine so. I don't think you can just travel to Abu Dhabi right now. I yeah. Thinking, I don't know if that's the thing. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with, yeah, the, but, with the flights, but mm-hmm. but um, also Khalil Roundtree is fighting Khalil Roundtree Jr. I really like Khalil Roundtree. Um, he knocked out Gokhan Saki, and to me, that's that's amazing because Gokhan Saki is a world class kickboxer. Yeah. When when was that? Uh it was a while ago. It wasn't too recent. Let me let me see. Yeah. Um, so he knocked out Gokhan Saki in 2018. Okay, um, so and then he lost. Johnny Walker KO'd him with one of these in the clinch. 
Oh, right on. Yeah, which is tough. And then he beat Eric Andrews. He beat the brakes off of Eric Andrews. Um, I remember watching that fight, and I think that fight should have been stopped before it got to a decision because he mm-hmm. kicked this man's leg a hundred times probably. He really dominated Eric Anders. Um, and that was at UFC 236, which was Holloway and Poirier and uh, oh, Gaston and Adesanya. Which, I mean, we know what happened with those ones. Um, yeah. Kevin Gaston and Adesanya definitely put on a show. And then Dustin Poirier put on a show against Max Holloway. That was one of my favorite fights. I love seeing those yeah, two. And- yeah, for sure. I think Max was just a little too underprepared, not as far as his training, but I think moving up to 55, you definitely need to go, you need to put on 10 pounds of muscle. Mm-hmm. Like you can go in with your same body frame, like your same muscle content. You got to put on some muscle. You got to, yeah. uh, you could just tell Max Holloway outlanded Dustin, but at mm-hmm. the end of the fight, Max Holloway looked wrecked and Dustin looked fine. Yeah, 100%. That's the difference for sure. I'm wondering if, uh, not to jump back to the to the Holloway card, but I wonder if, I don't know if, have you heard, is he training in person now? Because last time he, he said he was only training over Zoom. I don't know. Um, that's interesting. Um, that's definitely going to make a difference. I think being in person is a lot. I feel like you need that as a professional, at least. Yeah. Like he's, he's not just doing it to get a workout in or anything like that. He's the featherweight go, as some would say. So I oh, think totally, that, yeah. that I would imagine for a fight, he's preparing correctly. Max has always been a professional. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that he's in-person training right now. But I believe he also got just got engaged, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, I think you're right. Yeah. I remember seeing that on Instagram. So, yeah, so definitely good for him. But... um We'll see. We'll see how it turns out. I think Max Holloway probably gets the win. Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Yeah. To yeah. I mean, I'm rooting um, for Max for sure. He's one of my favorites. Um, I am going to be really interested just to see how it, how it plays out. Just because, like I said, of like the mental aspect where, you know, he kind of he kind of needs to bounce back and Cater is kind of like, this is sort of like his, this could be like his springboard. Yeah. For sure. He could definitely move into that next level of that division with this win. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it's hard to match that kind of hunger for Max Holloway. I think he's already been there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just depends on how hungry Max Holloway is and how much he wants it, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to get into the main card? Yeah, yeah, definitely do it. Um, Amanda Rivas and Marino Rodriguez. That's going to be a good one. Um, Amanda Rivas just recently ran to Paige Van Zandt, correct? I think she, she, she armbarred her, did she not? She did. She stopped her quick. That was... Yeah, it was, yeah, it was impressive for sure. Um, I think that's going to be a tough one. I think Amanda probably takes that one. I would go with Amanda on that one. Yeah, I think, I think so too. I mean, Marina's a good fighter. I think... Between the two of them, Amanda's just got the superior skill set. I agree. I agree. Um, this next fight, though, is actually going to be a really good one. Um, Hakeem Davidu and Shane Burgos, they are both animals. And yes. Davidu's only lost one, and he has um, either a tie, or a, a tie, a, a draw, 
and Burgos has lost too, but I think they're they're both. This could be a pretty good fight. Um, I think this is a step up in competition for Dawadu, though, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and Shane Burgos, you're right. I mean, they both they're both animals. But Shane Burgos is a beast. Um, I'm trying to remember who the last person he fought was. Uh, let me see. I got it right. I can pull it up right here. Oh, actually, I'm just getting a, a notice—not even notification—but I just looked up this fight, and it looks like Hakeem Davidu is out. Oh so, man! <laughs> yeah. so okay, well, like that fight isn't going to happen. Um, but that would have been a really interesting fight. I'd love to see that fight get rebooked. Um, yeah, I just think that that's going to be a real good fight. And if I'm not mistaken, Shane Burgos was coming off of a loss to Josh Emmett, which yes, he just lost okay. to Josh Emmett. That's right. But he yeah. beat Cub Swanson. He's beat Cub Swanson. He he lost to Calvin Cater, but Calvin Cater is already trying to get into that title shot picture. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm not I'm not surprised, and I believe he's he's only 29, so he's got some time. He's got some time for sure. Yeah, definitely some room to bounce back and improve. Um, mm-hmm. And that's too bad. With, uh, with, with yeah, me too. I agree. That is too bad. But Dowd is only 29, too. So I, I see that fight probably getting rebooked. Um, hopefully mm-hmm. it's nothing serious. I didn't read the uh, what he was injured with. It just says that he's off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I hope that, 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 they, that they redo that one. Um, I wonder if they had somebody who was like – because I just haven't – I mean, I haven't read. I, I don't know if they had somebody who was like standing in to pick up a fight if somebody dropped. No, uh, then there's not another – featherweight fight on the card either so it's not like somebody can step up yeah um they're probably going to scrap that fight i would guess and i would guess that brad tavares is moving up to the main card probably so that means that only leaves there with three prelims on a pay-per-view which is interesting there's only eight fights um but i remember there was only an eight fight card not too long ago um they lost a bunch of fights it was a fight night i believe but all eight of those fights were fantastic. I remember watching that card like, yeah. I mean, if it was eight fights back-to-back like that, every card, I would take an eight-card fight. If it was just bangers like how it was, I wouldn't yeah. mind eight fights. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. I Because I, I remember, like, just watching it and being like, I'm excited for all of these. And they all delivered. I think, the, yeah. if, all correct me if I'm wrong, I think there was, like, three knockouts in a row or something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the whole card was finishes. I don't think there was one decision, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was and fantastic. There's been some cards. I know I've watched a card. I want to say it was in 2019 when there was Sam, but there was 11 fights and every single one of them was a decision. And I think that that's the UFC's worst nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. And I think that's why they do, like you'll get maybe one card a year if that with three title fights because every time they have a card with three title fights most of them go to decisions yeah um i think the last time was the they had there was three title fights i think it was henry cejudo there was three title fights on the card and i don't think any of them went to a decision i think that's what they want for sure when they have fights Mm. like that yeah because that's let's see 25 to 75 minutes just fighting title fights for the last three fights that's a long fight card yeah that's a long time for mm-hmm. sure 
Um, and you can definitely tell when they push the pace, when they push the time, um, like for the prelims, if they're not going to make the pay-per-view in time, you'll see the last the last fight on the prelims not get post-fight interviews and stuff like that because it's, it's mm-hmm. 8 o'clock. The pay-per-view's got to start. And I think everybody should deserve that post-fight interview. Um, yeah. They put it all out there for sure. I think um, if you win, you should definitely get that interview. I agree. I mean, that, that always bums me out when somebody has like an incredible performance and then, yeah, because of time or whatever, like they just are not able to stay their peace. Yeah, I definitely agree. But the, so the, the Davidu fight and Shane Burgos is off, but Jessica and Joanne Calderwood is on. And that's going to be an interesting fight. I'm pretty sure Joanne was supposed to fight Valentina. Wasn't she not? And that fight fell through. Yeah, I think you're you're right about that. I remember, um, yeah, and I remember Jessica I. D- Jessica I also had a similar situation, didn't she? Like she had a Jessica fight. Jessica I got knocked out by Shevchenko. Um, Shevchenko was a pretty vicious knockout. Um, mm-hmm. Shevchenko hit her with a head kick. Yeah. Put her to, um, that was a tough one to watch for sure. But Shevchenko's just on a different level in that weight class, in the mm-hmm. weight class under her. Um the only person I've seen had a chance that she fought that beater was Joanna. Um, Joanna, because she's just a savage. She's an animal. Um, she's so scary. <laughs> yeah, she's terrifying. Um, but unfortunately, she didn't win that fight, which I was definitely rooting for Joanna on that fight. Yeah, yeah, same here. Just to see um, something different. I think that weight class needs a little bit of a shakeup. Um, that weight class. Um, I think it's a little overlooked because you kind of know nobody's beating Shevchenko. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's always sort of like, who's she, who's she going to fight next? Yeah, and I think that's kind of the same position that the middleweight division is in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Adesanya is superior in that division right now. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why he's going up. I don't think anything at 185 really does anything for him anymore. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I mean, he's just kind of proven time and time again that he is really dominant in that weight class. It'll be interesting to see him move up. Um, I mean, I feel like he definitely can fight comfortably at a, at a higher yeah, weight. Yeah, he, but... he, he has the skill set. Um, I think the the power difference might shock him because I think if Jan mm-hmm. touches him, Jan can put him out. Jan Blankovic is a Polish power is real. <laughs> <laughs> For like, sure, yeah. He definitely has the power to put anybody out at any time. Yeah. And just what he did to Dom Reyes was so impressive, especially after the performance that Dom Reyes put on against John Jones. I think that oh, uh, totally. to go out there and just dominate him the way he did, um, mm-hmm. it's impressive. Definitely impressive. Yeah, yeah I think he definitely uh, proved his right to uh to that belt yeah for sure and it actually looks like joanna uh joanna called about was supposed to fight shevchenko and then that fell out because of covid so mm-hmm. she fought jennifer maya and jennifer jennifer maya submitted her that's right and then that's why maya got the fight um that's why maya got the power her. shot yeah mm-hmm. but she lost to caitlin she at chicagian um Cynthia calvillo that's going to be a tough one for her, um, for Joanna. Um, Jessica is no slouch, but I believe she's on a losing streak, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, 
Well, no, she just lost to Cynthia Calvillo, which I watched, and she didn't absorb um, um, a lot of damage. It was mm-hmm. kind of a, a drug on. It was a five-round main event, and it was it went to the decision. But she missed weight, and she has also missed weight before that, the fight before that, which she won. But that's concerning. It's definitely concerning. She definitely needs to see um, a two-fight losing streak with missing weight twice right now. I don't think – I think you want to be um, as on good of terms with UFC as you can be right now. 100%. Yeah. And I think she even was kind of like – I don't know. I remember watching – the pre-show for that one and she said something about like i don't you know i know i didn't make weight but i don't care like i'm happy with myself <laughs> it's like you shouldn't yeah, you shouldn't yeah I, do, I do remember her saying that and that's definitely not uh i don't know i think everybody should i mean you find the fight at a weight class and you should definitely make the weight um definitely i think there's very few people who get forgiveness for not making weight um number one on my list is yoel romero because they gave mm-hmm. him two hours to cut the weight and then they stopped him an hour through. And he still weighed in at 185.2. So, I mean, I think they really did. Um, they kind of screwed him on that one, I think. Um, I think Yurov yeah. should have been champion when he beat Luke Rockle, for sure. Yeah, and definitely agree. The only reason he didn't win the second Whitaker fight because he didn't make weight. I believe that the, the judges definitely took that into account because Joao Romero hurt him bad. Yeah. And Robert Whitaker definitely put up a good fight. It was a great fight. But I think Joao Romero definitely did the most damage in that fight. So Joao Romero should have been the champion there for sure. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the I think the weight was a big part of the decision. I, I was pretty yeah. shocked by that. Yeah, I was. Uh, I remember watching it and I was uh, I was shocked that they gave it to Whitaker. Um, yeah. Not that Whitaker isn't a great fighter. Um, I'm actually a real big fan of Robert Whitaker. I just thought that Yoel Romero did enough to win that fight. Yeah, same um, here. But you got to make weight, man. There's nothing There's nothing that can help you if you don't make weight, to be honest. Yeah, totally, totally. And I mean, so many people have done mm-hmm. it on such short notice. I mean, it, it's just like something there's not really an excuse for. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I this think... is an interesting matchup, though. Um, I think you're right. I think uh, this is a tough one for Jessica. I I would definitely give the edge to Calderwood. I don't know, man. I think Jessica I has a bounce back performance here in WWE. Yeah. Um, it'd be good to see her bounce back, especially after um, losing to Shevchenko the way she did. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember her and Ben Ashton had a pretty interesting, not back and forth. They were agreeing with each other, but. She was pretty much saying that why do people like like knock fighters for getting knocked out? Like mm-hmm. like you give it your all, like some people just get knocked out. Like it's it's the game that you play. <laughs> and yeah. I remember that her and Ben Ashton had a pretty good little um interaction with that. Ben Ashton was kind of saying that the same thing as her, like you kind of put it all out on on the line. Mm-hmm. Um I mean I don't count people getting knocked out unless I really don't like you as a fighter. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I have to really not like you to be like, I'm glad he got knocked out. <laughs> I don't want to be able to take brain damage the way I'm not like that's like getting hit with a baseball bat. Like the way Shevchenko knocked out Jeff Kai, mm-hmm. like that's like somebody taking a baseball bat and slamming it against your head. Like that's that's vicious. That is vicious. Yeah. The way she got knocked out. 
No, definitely. I don't want to wish that on anybody. Um, yeah, and I mean, they are both coming off losses, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Definitely. And I think Jennifer Maya is in that category in that weight class of a title contender. She's definitely on the mm-hmm. ground. She's definitely definitely a monster. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe she won a round against Evchenko. I think she's one of the only people to win a round. I didn't know that. I actually um, haven't watched that fight. Uh, that was just I don't kind think of I watched thing. the fight either. I think this is just what I hear. But I'm pretty sure for, I believe it was the third round, if I'm not mistaken. Jennifer Maya, I believe, got the takedown and kind of controlled Chepchenko mm. for, that, for that round, which is impressive. Wow. If you can do that yeah. to Chepchenko, nobody's doing that to her. Yeah, that is super impressive. I'll have to I'll have to go back and watch that one. Um, so um, Dan Hooker versus Michael Chandler. That's going to be really interesting fight. Um, it's three rounds, which I think definitely benefits Michael Chandler. Um, yeah, Michael Chandler um, tends to fade a little bit as the fight goes on. Um, He's just so muscle bound. I think it's hard not to. You have to exert a lot of energy to move that. But I believe Dan Hooker has the skill to beat him. I think it all just depends on how Michael Chandler adjusts to one being the pre- the pressure of being in the UFC. I think it's definitely different than fighting in Bellator. Mm-hmm. Um, and I not to say that I think every UFC fighter is better than Bellator fighters because there's some great fighters in Bellator for sure. Yeah, um, I think UFC just has more depth, and they're just. How many times do you hear people say, "Oh, do you do UFC?" You don't say, "Oh, do you do MMA?" I think the UFC is just like that brand name. Yeah, hundred um, percent. It's it's a different, um, just just a different environment, different level of promotion, and different, uh, sure. like you're saying, like different mindset for sure. And then USADA. I think that's a big deal for me. Um, with guys coming from Bellator. Um, mm-hmm. There's guys coming from anywhere. Nobody else has testing like that. So I think it's tough. Um, I think if you're on something, they're definitely going to find it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think that Bellator is definitely a little, well, they're definitely not as strict as you thought though. You know what I mean? But I think, yeah. I don't think Bellator, the promotion, actually does drug testing. I believe it's only the athletic commission. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not mistaken, I believe you just show up for the flight and take a test. And I believe that's the only time you get tested. Yeah, so definitely you're going to be a lot more strict and like... A lot more strict. Um, and not to say that I think Michael Chandler's on steroids or anything like that, but I definitely think that that's an interesting, an interesting twist. I think it's just different um, from what I heard. They just come knock on your door at five, mm-hmm. four whatever time they want and you don't got a choice <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> totally just a different procedure and i think yair rodriguez just got suspended for not telling them where he was which is oh is that right interesting yeah so i guess you have to check in like you have to tell where people you have to tell them like on the app where you're mm-hmm. gonna be and like when like you have to give them two phone numbers i believe to contact you at which i found was interesting um yeah i I remember hearing i don't remember who it was but i was listening to somebody talk about that and like just like this yeah it's just like totally disrupts your life while this is happening and you just kind of got to deal with it exactly 
Exactly. But I do think um, this is a big fight for Michael Chandler. I think it's definitely possible mm-hmm. that Michael Chandler goes down the the Ben Askren route in the UFC. I think in that weight class, it's going to be hard yeah. for Michael Chandler. Um, and Dan Hooker's not an easy fight for anybody. Um, he's a savage. He is. Um, and, you know, he's sort of, it's not like he's like super heavy into trash talk, but he does kind of have just sort like of like swagger. He, yeah, exactly. And he has sort of like the same thing that Connor has, where he has like an edge when he does wade into it. Like he said this mm-hmm. thing about Michael Chandler that I just thought was so <laughs> so savage, where he said like he's the the UFC's new toy that they're so excited to play with, and I'm just gonna like <laughs> you know <laughs> dispose of that. I think quickly. the UFC the UFC definitely wants Chandler to win, mm-hmm. um, but. It's a tough one, man. I don't know. I don't really know where to go with this fight, to be honest with you. Um, I'd like to see Dan Hooker do it, just because I think Dan Hooker um, deserves it. He's been through some wars in the UFC, yeah. especially his past couple fights with Dustin, and even um, he just fought. Uh, he just fought somebody. Let me see. I re- I remember watching the fight. It was a great fight. I don't know why I can't remember it. Yeah, no, I mean, Paul he... Felder. He fought Paul Felder. Oh, Felder. Yeah, I was just watching that one. Yeah. That fight, yeah, was amazing. Um, that was a fight of the candidate for sure. Um, and he beat him. And beating Paul Felder is no task, no small task, bro. Paul Felder's an animal. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that was a huge accomplishment. I, it was interesting to me, like, in the Poirier fight, because for me, like, I think it was just Poirier's fight IQ that kind of got him the Definitely. W because yeah, I mean like they, they were both, you know, just, just shooting for the bleachers. I mean, like they both took so much damage and it was, it was a war, but like at the end of the day, there was just so many small tactical decisions that Poirier made that I think, you know, um, it just comes from, from experience. I'm being, yeah, I agree. I agree. Dustin Poirier has been fighting in the UFC for a long time now. Yeah. Um, that's definitely uh, a feather in the cap for Dustin Poirier. I think if anybody mm-hmm. deserves um, deserves a title shot with a win, I think it's definitely going to be Dustin Poirier. Because um, that lightweight division is kind of up in there. I don't see Khabib coming back. Um, yeah, I really don't either. Um, they're trying. I, I don't see, think that any of the stuff that they're offering him is is gonna is gonna do it for him. I don't think. No, and. And I'm going to be honest, I don't think that him and GSP, I don't think GSP wants that fight. Um, he shouldn't, at least. At least I don't think at this stage in his career, mm-hmm. um, that's a smart fight for him. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, I don't even, I don't know, I don't even necessarily think it's, it's like horribly interesting stylistically. I mean, yeah, for me, I don't see, I think. I think Khabib just mauls him, like how he does everybody else. I don't think totally. Like it's just a different level of ground game that I haven't seen anybody else compare with. I told I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, in in you know in his fight with Connor, I remember like watching after the first round, like, and all of his fights are kind of like this. I remember watching like him go to his corner, and like 
typically you see guys go to their corner and it's like, all right, you know, like we had a couple good shots in there when they've taken a little bit of damage, when it's clearly mm-hmm. lost, the coach is able to kind of tell them like, Hey man, listen, what we're going to do is this, 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 like we're, you know, here's where you were strong. Here's where you're lacking. Connor just walked back and like sat down and looked like a dead man. <laughs> and yeah. Like, and I think, yeah, everybody that happens to everybody. Yeah. Um, even, I think the most telling one for me was the Edson Barbosa fight. Mm. I think just the the stare in Edson's face when Khabib was on top of him, mm-hmm. I think said it all. He kind of just had like that thousand mile stare. Um, yeah. I think uh, uh, it's tough to beat Khabib. I don't think anybody's doing it. Um, I agree with you. And I think that the way he retired was just too iconic. You know, I don't exactly, especially yeah. with the performance that he put on against Justin. Um, mm-hmm. Like, look what Justin does to to everybody. He pushes everybody to their limit, and Khabib subbed him rather easy. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. Khabib took a couple shots, but he ate them. Um, I think that that's impressive as well. He ate. Yeah, he's eaten every shot that's ever been thrown at him. I mean. Um, I think Edson Barbosa hit him with a will kick at the end of the fight, and he just mm-hmm. walked through it, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, Khabib's the guy where I think you have to just knock him out unconscious if you want to beat him. Because Dustin totally. had him deep in a guillotine. Mm-hmm. Deep. And you know it's deep because Khabib started rolling, turned to his side. That's, that's a sign that it's deep. Mm-hmm. And for Khabib to fight that off... Um, He's an animal. That's just a different level of ground game that I don't think anybody could reference. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I don't. I, I agree. I mean, I just don't think that GSP matches up with him. Um, I, I feel like at the very least, there's nobody that's worth coming out of retirement for right now. Yeah, definitely. He's never going to fight Connor again. He's but why? Why would he exactly. give him that? Like, exactly. and he says I, the same thing. Why would I give Connor that attention? And I agree. I don't think Conor McGregor deserves it, especially after the way he, what he said about Khabib and Khabib's family, Khabib's mm-hmm. wife. Um, I think that shit's just out of line, man. I don't think you ever talk about somebody's family or somebody's wife like that. Um, well, this is what I kind of said to some casual fans when that whole drama happened at the end of their fight and Khabib like jumped into the crowd. To fight Dylan Dennis. Yeah, he attacked Dennis. And then Khabib's <laughs> corner was like going after Connor. Yeah. Like, okay, you know, is that excusable? No. But does it make sense that it happened? Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah, for sure. I think that you don't get to be that out of pocket and that disrespectful and not get your consequences. And I mean, I, you could say he got his consequences in the fight, but even Dylan Dennis, man, like, like, I want to like Dylan Dennis. He's one of those dudes where I really do want to like him. <laughs> but I just, everything he does, I just don't. Just yeah, don't I'm like with it. you. I think it's like, I don't know, man. I think it's hard. I think Bellator is trying to build him up the same way they kind of did Michael Venom Page. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, man. I don't see Dylan Dennis really beating the top guys. And I don't think he's even fought at an official weight class either. I think all his weight fights have been at catch weight. That's tough. You can't even make a weight. <laughs> like, yeah. You know like, you got to figure out. I believe he's in between 170 and 185. 
which I believe 170 would probably be better for him. He's not a mm-hmm. huge guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Dylan Dennis is a tough one for me. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, but in the same way as when he fights, I do watch it, unfortunately. Like, I do want to <laughs> see it. Yeah, there's a couple of people like that for me where I'm like, I mean, I, I kind of feel that way about Colby. Like, yeah, same you know, Colby. I want to see somebody beat him. And I mean, Usman beat him, but he didn't beat him the way I wanted him to. No, I agree. That... <laughs> yeah, and then what he did to T Wood was just, it was sad to me. That was hard to was, watch. Yeah, I'm a big T Wood fan, man, but he's, he didn't do himself any favors with that performance for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there was so much stuff that he could have done with wrestling and just so many missed opportunities. He just needs to pull um, the, he just can't pull the trigger anymore, man. And it's sad to see, uh, you see it with some people sometimes, um, that he just doesn't pull the trigger anymore. He doesn't, he doesn't have that, um, that killer instinct anymore. Cause I mm-hmm. mean, he hit till there until so hard. He hit Robbie Lawler so hard. He dropped Wonder Boy yeah. in both of their fights. I mean, that's Wonderboy. Nobody, like, it's Anthony Pettis, Tyron Woodley, and nobody else. Personally. Yeah, out of this world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, ah, it's tough for Woodley too, man, honestly. It's going to be, uh, I like to see his next step. I wonder wonder if he's going to stay with the UFC, um, which I don't see happening right now. Unfortunately, I'd like to see him stay with the UFC. But yeah, me too. I don't know where he goes from here. I believe he's in his mid-30s. I don't know if he retires or I don't know if Bellator really is interested. You know what I mean? I don't see any reason why bring in Tyron Woodley when you have Douglas Lima there. And Douglas Lima's a killer. Yeah, he's in a tough spot in his career. Um, I hope he's able to land in a way that, you know, it, it's a next step that makes sense and is good for him. Yeah. And I but, think Woodley is actually really good on the desk as well. Um, I like hearing mm-hmm. Woodley on the desk. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I think he he's he has, you know, really good insight. Yeah. Hey, you know what I don't like is when they have like uh like we had Kamal Usman on the desk for Colby Covington's fight. Or like uh, <laughs> so Usman and Woodley were both on the desk. And I, I don't really like that, man. I don't want to hear that in the middle of like I feel like that's taken away from the fighters that are fighting right now. Yeah. And I think that that's a little uh I just don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, mm-hmm. that's not why I tune in to watch MMA, unfortunately. I know some people do, but that's not well, why. I mean, I, I think, it. yeah, I mean, I think this is a criticism of the UFC right now that's totally fair, which is that it's moving more in that direction and kind of like trying to create these controversies. And I mean, you see it at the press conferences when, like, the, you know, you got Adesanya and um, fucking, what's his name? I'm sorry. The disrespect. Yeah, and yeah, 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 and and they're like, you know, going at each other. Costa throws the white belt at him, and they're, you know, mm-hmm. there's this little yeah. interaction. For Dana sure. White's standing there, like smiling ear to ear, because exactly. it's good That's for them. Want. And I mean, sometimes it's interesting. Like, um, it definitely made me tune into fights like Connor and Floyd in Connor mm-hmm. and in uh, Jose Aldo, but I mean, it's not. I would have watched those fights regardless of that. You know what I mean? Totally. Totally. So like, I get it. I get that there's other people that see that and they want to watch it. 
Mm-hmm. But that's not that's not for me. That's not what I want to watch. <laughs> no, I totally agree with you. I mean, I'm I mean that's why I'm more drawn to fighters like a fighter like Dustin Poirier who like like you're yeah. saying like we all know that he's the guy who deserves it. Um, who deserves like the title shot? But not based just on his skill, but like on him as like a human being. On his merit, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. It's on his skill, and then you want Dustin to win. Like you see yeah. everything that he does, and you want Dustin to win for sure. Like, well, that's another. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like he and Connor. I mean, I like Connor a lot. Everybody does, but. I mean, you really couldn't have like two more opposite people. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, and um, dude, I don't want to overlook Conor McGregor though. He's so damn good. Um, I agree. Yeah. The way he dissected Eddie Alvarez, mm-hmm. if that version of Conor McGregor shows up, it's gonna be tough. I think if that version shows up, then the only person that beats him is Khabib. Totally. I mean, he's just so masterful with the way that he's able to coordinate everything around that, 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 uh, that left hand. That little cheap kick. He moves you right into his power. So nice. Exactly. I mean, he's able to just like coordinate himself so that he can like masterfully just push somebody in exactly the position that he wants them in. And, um, and that could be, I think like one, well, we don't really know because the first fight didn't go on that long, but that could be one point of, of weakness, I think, for Poirier is that, like, some of his footwork is a little predictable with, like, the way that he, he you know, sort of, like, recovers and takes a minute to, to get himself back into yeah, agreed, his stance. Um, but also, I mean, I think that, like, I mean, Poirier, if he just, with his cardio, if he can just make sure the fight goes on longer... For me, I think that's going to be like the big thing is like just like how what what round does this go to? If the fight ends in the first round, Conor McGregor won. If the decision, Dustin Poirier won. I think that there's mm-hmm. no there's no in between there. I think either Dustin grinds him out for a decision, or Conor knocks him out quick. Um, yeah, which I would hate to see. You know what I mean? I want to see. Not only do I not want to see Dustin get knocked out, is I want to see Conor McGregor fight. I mean, mm-hmm. we we haven't seen him fight really a full fight since Khabib and Khabib Maldem. Um, yeah. So I think that because he he knocked that cowboy in what under a minute. Yeah, it was super quick. Yeah, so we haven't really seen a lot of Conor McGregor, um, and I'm interested. I'm interested to see just the difference in his fighting style. I think he's definitely, like I said, looking at his Instagram, he looks ripped. He looks like he's ready to go. Um, yeah, he looks great. And he said something very interesting the other day that I, I really like to hear. He said, at some point, you have to stop having out flyers and get back in the shop. Mm. And it, it, and it kind of, I hope that he's actually going through with that. I mean, I hope he's not, uh, not just saying that to build some hype. I mm-hmm. think that uh, focused and uh, Conor McGregor with a real good training camp, I think that's interesting to see. Um, Especially against Dustin, who's always going to be there. Always. He doesn't. Yeah. Like, he's not playing. He doesn't play. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a professional through and through, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a really good point about, like, seeing Connor in actual, like, business mode. And, and like, what is that? What is that going to look like um, going into this? Yeah, I mean, I hope so, too. I hope that it's more, like, 
because this could be if it if it is a fight that we get to see a little bit more of, um, this could be a turning point in his career. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think for both of them, I think um, Dustin's getting up there too. Um, yeah, I I don't know the exact age of Connor, but I'm pretty sure Dustin's in his mid thirties. Um, let's see. Is he? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Just Dustin, based on no, Dustin Poirier is still young. He's only Dustin Poirier is only thirty-one. Okay, so he still has some time, but he's also been fighting for a while. Yeah, um, for sure, for sure. I mean, he has like doesn't he have like over thirty fights? Yeah, he's uh, twenty-six and six with the no contest. Okay, twenty-six. That no contest is uh, Eddie Alvarez, I believe, uh, a legal knee to the head, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and then Conor McGregor's 32. Um, it's going to be interesting um, to see where they both go from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think Conor wants to be more active. I think the UFC is kind of holding him back in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Hmm, I don't know. I think the winner of this fight probably fights for the title. Did you say fights maybe the winner of Hooker Chandler for the title? Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. Um, um, there's also Charles Oliveira there who just put on the show against mm-hmm. um, Tony Ferg, and that's no small task either. He he manhandled Tony Ferguson. Absolutely, um, that was like a a total masterclass. And I think I'm, people were. I think it's, I think it's tough to give Oliveira a title fight off of that because I think people. Are wondering mm-hmm. how the Justin fight affected Tony. Yeah, because um, he took too much damage. Um, mm-hmm. I would say after the third round, I would have stopped it. I, I went to let him back out after the third round. Um, yeah, I, I don't agree. know what about that. Um, what about that? That his corner saw that that he could continue because. Um, I just think you should protect your fighter, man. I know it's tough. I know that uh, Tony Ferguson probably isn't that type of guy who wants you to throw in the towel, but mm-hmm. at some point, you you got to be saved from yourself. And I think yeah, for Tony sure. Definitely did him no justice in letting mm-hmm. him fight for four and a half rounds before getting finished. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I think it's obvious after the third round that, like, this is over. This is There's mm-hmm. no way this goes the other way um yeah this is an interesting fight too i think because it's sort of this open question right now with the lightweight division where i mean like we just said we don't think that there's a reason for khabib to come back and i agree i don't think he will come back but it is kind of like an interesting thing that's going on where like he's in and out of the picture and then you have gaichi who just lost to him but beat ferguson before that and then you have now this matchup with Connor and Dustin. I'm glad that they're not. I guess there was, I heard something the other week about how there was like some kind of rumor that they were going to like announce at the last minute that this was going to be for the title. And I don't really think that makes sense. I hope they don't do that. Yeah, me too. Um, I'd understand why they would do it, but I don't think they should. Um, yeah. I definitely think if it's going to be for a title, it should definitely be an interim title. Um, yeah. Until we know. I mean, I think we all know Khabib's not coming back, but I think Dana White is still kind of holding on to that uh, that yeah. hope that he'll come back. And I think he wants him to come back to fight Conor McGregor. 
And I just don't yeah. think Khabib's going to do that. I don't think that Khabib has any interest in that. I agree. I mean, he's not a man who's like super motivated by money. He has plenty of money. He's not going to be Dude, motiv- this is like- my favorite. All right. Let me tell you my favorite Khabib story, right? So when he jumped the cage in Nevada, they kept yeah. a three million dollar check for him. He said, "That's all right. You guys keep it. I'm not going to fight in Nevada." <laughs> and that is gangster, dude. To do that for three million dollars—that is gangster. Yeah, yeah. like I, no, I totally agree. That just my- goes to show that he's in this for more than money. A hundred percent. I mean, like my favorite thing that he's ever that he's ever said was when, uh, like, after the Justin fight when he's like going on his speech and he just got through this emotional, you know, like monologue about his father and like how he doesn't want to come back in and his mother. And then he just had to like, <laughs> he just had to like throw it in there where he's like, I know he's like, I know Connor and Dustin are fighting next month. I choked them both. I'm not interested in that. Yeah. And it's true. <laughs> he did. And, and I don't see anything that would interest him either. Um, I think him and Charles Oliver would be an interesting fight, but I, I don't mm-hmm. think that's I guess could be out of bed at all. I don't think it does anything for him either. Yeah. I don't blame him. I mean, I think Charles Oliveira is a great fighter, but um, how many casuals know Charles Oliveira? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like we, that's not gonna... we watch it. You know what I'm saying? How many people that just catch pay per views mm-hmm. or big cards know who Charles Oliveira is? And I think that's that's just the reality of the sport right now. Um, not everybody's a superstar, and yeah, Deeb's not gonna put his reputation on the line for Charles Oliveira. I just don't think that that's happening. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this there's a similar thing kind of happening with Michael Chandler, where I think he was trying to say that he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna make Khabib come out of retirement," and the entire MMA community is like, "Yeah, no, no, <laughs> sorry." And I, I'm not to get into anything other than MMA. But I'm kind of off the Michael Chandler train. Um, he's trying to get people to join his parlor account. And that kind of drew the line for me. <laughs> you so know is, what, what is that? Yeah, so he like... I don't know a ton about parlor. I Except that it's like an alternative to Twitter, right? Yeah, okay. and I think it's super uh, conservative. Oh, so, he's, so Michael Chandler is kind of like right wing then? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. And I mean, that doesn't really draw the line for me, but I don't know, man. I don't think that's the way to start off your UFC career. <laughs> you yeah. Know I mean, I think that's going to be tough, especially in the time that we're in right now. It's just not the move. Yeah, I hear you. I, I don't think so either. And I, I feel the same way. Like for me, it's not like a, like a, you know, I'm never going to be a yeah. fan. Yeah. But I agree. Like, that's just kind of like a, I don't know. It's kind of grifty, you know, like. Don't don't start don't start with that. Yeah, it's a little yeah. Just too abrasive. Um, like you've never fought in the UFC, bro. Like you should just try to start off on a good foot. Because yeah, I don't 100%. think Michael Chandler has ever fought. Like he's fought great fighters, but I don't think he's ever fought anybody quite like Dan Hooker or Dustin Poirier mm-hmm. or Conor McGregor. Definitely nobody like Khabib. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a tough go for him. Like I said, I think it could very easily go with the. Uh, the Ben Askren route for him if he doesn't watch out. Um, yeah, I think I think that's a hundred percent. And I mean, I get and I do kind of get it because, like, you know, it is sort of part of the game now, like the call outs and everything. But I don't know. Like, you got to be careful. Like, unless there's unless there's actually like potential 
to make that fight to, to back that up and if, unless there's like an appetite for it it's just yeah. kind of like sad and i think calling people out in the lightweight division right now is tough there's just so many killers in that division right now mm-hmm. um just the top just from one to ten is just they're savages so, yeah I mean, for sure trying, trying to break into that top ten is going to be rough um Rafael Dos Anjos is a perfect example. He's an animal. Mm-hmm. And he gets overlooked time and time again. I kind of forget that he's in the lightweight division, to be honest with you. Until he's like well, he was at 170. Like, oh, I think he came back to life. He kind of said something kind of hilarious that I like. He said, uh, well, now that Khabib is gone, it kind of frees up that division a little bit. <laughs> and I agree with what he's saying. Like, yeah. He's not wrong. I mean, it sucks that he had to put it that way. But I mm-hmm. mean, he's not wrong. Like, nobody's beating Khabib at 155. Definitely. And I, you know, I, I agree. It's not, it's not wrong. Like for me, honestly, it's better this way because Khabib has a super meaningful way in which he like leaves his legacy. And it is more interesting now because it's like, we got, like you said, like there's a lot of killers in this division, a lot of really interesting matchups and we can see like, who's going to be the the champion for this new era. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's going to be uh Interesting to see how that division plays out. Um, I think if the UFC had to choose the champion, they would definitely pick it to be Conor McGregor. Um, yeah. I just don't know if he has the... the uh, I just don't know if he has it in him to win the title again. Um, there's mm-hmm. a lot of good fighters there and a lot of kind of bad matchups for him. I think Charles Oliveira is a bad matchup for him. I think... Mm-hmm. Dustin Poirier isn't the greatest matchup for him. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be tough. RDA, that fight was supposed to happen. I don't think that's a good matchup for him at all. Um, RDA yeah. has a chin, and RDA will just grind it out with you the whole mm-hmm. five rounds. I think that's a tough fight. Um, I don't know. I don't know who I'd pick to be the champion in that weight class yet. I think I want to see how these two fights play out. Um and see, I think that the winner of these two fights will definitely, more than likely, the winner of these two fights will fight for the title, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I hope so. I think that that makes the most sense with just, like, the, the way it is right now. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, but it should be uh, interesting to see. Definitely. All right, so who are you picking? Um, I usually don't really like to pick fights, but you got Poirier or you got McGregor? Oh, man. Okay, so... I think I just got to go with with uh, with my gut on this one. My I'm going to be rooting for Dustin Poirier, but I think at the end of the day it goes to Connor. How about you? Unfortunately, I think I agree with you. I want Dustin yeah. Poirier, but if Connor looks anything like how he can look, um, it's going to be a tough night for Dustin. Yeah, for sure. Um, like I said, I hope no matter what happens that it goes at least into the second round. Just because I want to see more, I, I want to see Connor fight. I mean, he's so much fun to watch. So is Dustin Poirier, and mm-hmm. um, agreed. Again, I just think that their styles match up in such an interesting way, and I just want it. I want it. To, I don't want it to be over like as soon as it starts. You know. Yeah, for sure. I want to see. Like I said, I don't only want to see Dustin Poirier win. Um, I want to see Conor McGregor fight. I want to see what um, what he has left to offer. To be honest with you, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, um cowboy was kind of uh 
a tune-up fight for him. I don't want to say that about Cowboy because I think we all love Cowboy, but um, unfortunately, I feel like most of us knew how that fight was going to end. I hope he um, retires soon. Yeah, I agree. Um, love Cowboy to death, but I think it's time. Um, he's yeah. never going to make. He's not going to make another title run, unfortunately. Um, but what else does he have left to prove? I think he's a UFC Hall of Famer already. Yeah, um, easily. So just right off from the front that man, I think he's made a lot of money. He's fought in a lot. Um, mm-hmm. He has the the BMF ranch out there in Edgewood, which is just right up the road from. I mean, both of us really. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't know where it was exactly. It's in Edgewood. Yeah, it's in Edgewood. Right he lives out there. Yeah, and I think I'm pretty sure he stays out there all the time. I'm pretty sure that's where he lives. Um, yeah. So I think that. It's a tough one for uh, for he's in a tough position right now in his career. Um, maybe a couple more fights. I mean, I want to see him fight. Uh, give him some legacy fights. You know what I mean? Let him fight people like Matt Brown and Diego Sanchez. That'd be cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, just give him some some legacy fights and then let him right off into the sunset. I wouldn't mind seeing that. But um, yeah, that that would be cool. If, like for him to go out with a legacy fight, I just don't want to see him like keep getting finish like yeah yeah. um because it's starting to get to the point where it's painful we all love cowboy yeah oh Oh, yeah anybody who doesn't like cowboy like it's just it's just a time for sure yeah i remember like chael sonnen saying something about like there was people that he can he was like i'm not going to name them right now but there's like people and i that that I like whenever I see them I'm just like it's time and like as soon as he said that like Cowboy was the first one that I thought of Cowboy Cerrone unfortunately yeah. and um depending on where Tony Ferguson goes next I think he's getting into that conversation as well I don't want to jump on that train so quickly he's only lost these last two fights mm-hmm. but he hasn't shown me anything in either one of those fights um, he landed a good uppercut on uh, Dustin Poirier, or not Dustin, mm-hmm. sorry, Justin Gaethje. But um, other than that, I haven't seen him do much in the past two fights, and that's concerning, um, especially for a yeah. guy his age with how many fights he has. I think that's tough. I think that's yeah, tough. for sure. I mean, it's yeah. I, I would say like I don't, I don't really know who he fights next, but the next one is definitely going to be for me the point where. If we don't see something, it, it might be time to start having that conversation. Agreed. You know, it'd be interesting, you know, um, maybe not the most interesting, to be honest with you, but something I'm interested in is I'd like to see Tony Ferguson take some time off and wait for Kevin Lee. And I'd like to see them fight again. I yeah, that could that, be really cool. That was an interesting fight the first time. I think the staff infection really held back Kevin Lee. Um, yeah that though i've had a staff infection before and it's just it's rough it takes takes a lot of your gas tank away and I think yeah that's those are not need, that's what you need to beat tony ferguson yeah definitely yeah that would make sense i mean especially like you said like if he can just like take some time off and like work up you know a public feel, appetite feel to a see little. him again i think he i'm not to say he might have came back a little too soon from that beating he took from justin unfortunately um yeah Justin just lands big punches, man, and and he ate every single one of them. He was he's a tough man. I give him that, but sometimes that could uh, it'd be your detriment a little bit. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, I think it's like uh, <laughs> you think it's like the, you sent me a meme that was like when John Anik and Joe Rogan start talking about what a savage you are, you know that you're losing a fight. <laughs> or yeah, they start talking about how tough you are, you know it's going bad. Yeah. And I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's definitely like we all love to see tough fighters and and just tough people throughout our lives. Like we love to see it. They're people's yeah. inspiration for mm-hmm. sure. But um. I think fighting is the one thing where it's okay. You can, you can stop. You can stop. <laughs> yeah. Especially like we've been saying, like before you get too much damage. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Well, do you want to do um, some picks for those other cards? Yeah. So yeah. Um, Cater and Holloway. Uh, it's going to be tough, man. I want to say Cater. I think Cater might get it done. Um, it depends on which Max Holloway shows up. I mm-hmm. think being on that losing streak um, is tough. But um, I think Cater cares that that young, hungry stud. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably going to get the job done. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go with Cater too. I think that he's just like rising. And I think that he's at a point in his career where he's hungry enough. And uh, I think the skill set is there like you said, depending on which Max Holloway shows up, but I think he can definitely get it done. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. And then I think Matt Brown and Carlos Condit kind of a pick for me, man. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Um, they're both older fighters. Yeah. Um, they would, I want to say, I could be wrong. I could be wrong on this, but I think they both agreed that this would be their retirement fight. If, if not, I think it's just Matt Brown. But I'm okay. pretty sure, I'm pretty sure both of them might retire. Um, I know if they don't, like I'd love to see Carlos Condit fight. Everybody loves to see it. But um, he's 36, man. He's took him. Uh, he's had a lot of fights. He's had Robbie Lawler. Those are tough fights that he's had. Mm-hmm. Um, and Matt Brown's the same way. Matt Brown is 40 years old, so I don't see. Even with a win, I don't see where either one of these fighters go after this yeah yeah i agree i it, it's just sort of feels like it's time and again like they've both had great careers i hope that they i hope that that's true and that they do both retire after this um yeah, i agree who would you like if you had to to pick uh probably matt brown um yeah if you look at matt brown even at 40 years old he's in incredible shape mm-hmm. um just to see what he's done to people in the past um I mean, not a big feather in your cap, I guess, right now, but the way he knocked out Diego Sanchez was impressive. Um, he's put on some good fights, man. I'd like to see Matt Brown get it. Um, mm-hmm. I think Matt Brown takes it, but I think it's a pickup. I wouldn't be upset if Carlos Condit won, nor surprised. Yeah, I love Carlos Condit. Um, I think you're right, though. I think I think I would probably give the edge to, to Matt Brown, too. But either way, I mean, I'd be happy. I, love, I think they're both great. Yeah, that one was a pick I think on the rest of that card, I have um, Patsanibio and probably Buckley. Um, I think Butley, Buckley, hopefully he can follow up on that uh, that KO. I know he's had – he KO'd his last opponent, and then before that, he had the spinning kick. So, uh, yeah. I hope he um, – I hope he could uh, pull it off. Maybe do something excited. It'd be fun to see. I think uh, – I think if he kind of fizzes out after that kick, I think the kick kind of loses its uh, 
shine a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can only ride that for so long. Exactly. Um, and I'm going to be honest, I don't really know this last middleweight fight. I don't know much about either one of these dudes, but they're both um, they're both undefeated, which is interesting. I'd like to see what's going to happen there. Um, yeah. I don't really know enough to pick one, but it's going to be interesting for sure. They're both undefeated. Definitely. Um, Chiesa versus Magni? Um, I want to go Magni, bro. Um, I think Magni has the, the skills on the feet to get it done, um, mm-hmm. as well as being able to hang with Chiesa if it goes to the floor. I think, uh, I think no Magni gets it done. No Magni is a problem, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I'm, I also think Neil Magny. Um, I <laughs> I want Michael Chiesa to win though because I think he's great. But uh... yeah, yeah, I think Michael Chiesa is great too. I wouldn't mind Michael Chiesa taking the Paul Felder route and hopping on the desk or commentary. I, like I said, I really like him on the desk. Yeah, no, I think he's that's seems... definitely his next move after fighting. Yeah, yeah, and he's done it like a fair number of times now. So I think he's got an easy an easy in for that. And I think you're right. I mean, he's like super eloquent and kind of a natural. Yeah. Um, I would say, I want to say I like Warley Alves to get it done in that main, in that co-main. Um, I think that's going to be a fun fight. Um, Warley Alves kind of, I think he's kind of known to gas out, if I'm not mistaken. So I think he has to get it done early. Yeah. Um, and then the only other fight that I want to pick on this card is the Roxanne Matafari and Viviana. And I think I'm going with Roxanne. I think um, she's evolved a lot as a fighter. Um, she's not just a straight jujitsu girl anymore. She can definitely hang in there mm-hmm. on the feet. And I mean, granted, Macy Barber got hurt, but I think she put on a show that fight with Macy Barber. Yeah, for sure. Macy Barber's um, an animal. Yeah, I don't think I have any more picks on this card. I'm that one. That's that's definitely the fight um, that I'm most excited for, other than the main one. Oh no, I got another pick for that card on the uh, on the prelim. I'm picking Ricky Simone because I will oh. never pick against that man. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> the only yeah, time okay, the only time I ever picked against him was when he fought Uriah Faber because I love Uriah too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And that was a that was a real fun fight. Um, I think Kiraya got it done pretty early. I want to say he got it done in the first round, possibly. He didn't he fight? Didn't Ricky fight? Uh, um, not Korean Zombie. Um, he fought Ray, Ray Borg. Borg. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Ray like Ray Borg back in. In twenty, he it was back in May, and I think that that might have been one of those fights where it was kind of a. Like, it could have went either way. I'm pretty sure Ray Borg stood in there. And I think Ray Borg mm-hmm. even got more takedowns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> sorry, Ashley was at the door. <laughs> oh, <it's okay. laughs> um, I think that Ray Borg probably won that fight, if I'm not mistaken. I remember watching it back and thinking that it was tough for um, Ray Borg. Um, yeah, that I one was Ray- fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think Ricky Simone gets the job done there for sure. I think he's uh he's one of the other guys that's young and hungry, and he has a good gym. I know he's down there in uh, in Portland 
with uh, Lord Trail Train. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. What's the name of that show? Uh, I think it's Gracie Baja. I think that's where the train is Gracie Baja. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's really fun to watch. I love Ricky Simone. Definitely. Definitely. Um, all right. Let's move on to the pay per view here. Um, I think I just want to pick the the top three fights. Does that sound good for you? I'm sure. Gonna see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll pick the uh, one of the prelims is Khalil Roundtree. I'm picking Khalil Roundtree because he's my man. I like Khalil Roundtree. Oh yeah, <laughs> right for sure. Um, but I have Dustin winning. I have Dan Hooker winning. And Jessica I winning. Right on. Okay. Yeah, I got uh Connor, Dan Hooker, and I think I gotta give it I don't know. I think I gotta give it to Calderwood with that one. Yeah. I mean either Ooh. way I wouldn't be upset with that one. Yeah, for sure. I also wanna I'm also gonna pick uh, Amanda Hebas. Yes, yeah, for sure. I think she's gonna win that fight too. Yeah. Um, I think this is gonna be a fun card. I'm kinda hurt that that uh that that would do in that Shane Burgos fight fell apart. Um, I'm I pumped really about that one, man. I think that would have been cool. I really like watching both of those guys. Um, and from what I'm, from what I remember, Hakeem Dawadu isn't afraid to talk some shit. <laughs> <laughs> man, well, like we said, I mean, maybe they'll set that one up in the future. Yeah, I think that that definitely. Hopefully, um, Dawadu isn't too hurt, and they can get that uh, get that done. Um, yeah, here pretty soon. Because I didn't see anything about a replacement on there, so it doesn't look like they're replacing him. Yeah, yeah. I hope they don't. I hope that they just are able to reschedule it for like a future fight night or something. Um, well, um, you want to wrap it up? Yeah, yeah. I think that was a good one. I think we got uh, covered everything pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I hope. Uh, you guys who are listening enjoyed the first episode and um, yeah, we'll come back for the next pay-per-view. Yeah, for sure. I think pay-per-views and just, I think, um, I just think reviewing the pay-per-views is a good move right now. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And then if, you know, like if down the line, um, if there's like uh, 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 an appetite for it, or if like, we just feel like we want to do one, we could always do another fight night or we could just do like, I mean, there's so many fighters that are in New Mexico. I mean, if, if you ever wanted to, I'd be down to try to like interview. Oh yeah, for or... sure, for sure. Yeah, I know, I know a couple of them. Um, I know, um, not not personally, but my friend is a real good friend with Ray Borg. Um, oh, nice. I've met and spoken to Juan Adams a couple of times. I don't know if mm-hmm. you know him. He was a heavyweight who fought a uh, fought off to Greg Hardy, unfortunately. Mm. But um, he's getting back into fighting in the in the Aries Fighting Championship, which I believe is a European um, promotion. So I'd like to, I'd be interested to watch them as well to see how that plays out over there. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean either 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 one of them would be super cool. Um, I would love to get my friend uh, Jalen on the podcast at some point. He's fighting in LFA right now and wants to get into UFC eventually. Yeah, for, um, sure, for sure. And if anybody's listening and they know a fighter or like you like a ufc fighter somebody who fights professionally um and they're interested in coming on the podcast they could like email us or something yeah yeah definitely let us know follow us on twitter i think it's pod underscore kick um 
I think it's pod underscore cross. It, let me check real yes, quick. Yes, yes, it's cross. It's pod underscore cross, cross for sure. Sorry. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Check that out. Um, we just kind of started it up, but we're going to be um, posting on there and just sharing a little bit more of our thoughts. Maybe, um, maybe we live tweet some fights as they're happening or something. We'll have to see how that plays out. Hell yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, we'll probably have like an Instagram and stuff soon. Um, I don't want to speak for Tomas, but I'm just going to throw this out there. If there's anybody who's listening who wants to sponsor the show, if you have like a gym or something, or if you have like, yeah, you know, sure. like some fight gear or something, um, mm-hmm. I'd be super down with whatever. that. For sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think it could be beneficial for everybody involved for sure. Yeah. Right on. Cool. Well, um, thanks everybody for listening and I guess we'll see you next time. Yes, sir. You guys have a good one. Thank you.